you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. foundational verse for this entire series the book of acts chapter 20 and verse 35 let's read it out together you should remember the words of the lord jesus it is more blessed to give than to receive one more time acts chapter 20 and verse 35 take your eyes off of the screen you should remember the words of the lord jesus it is more blessed to give than to receive. One more time. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. We are basing our entire series upon what Jesus spoke. Jesus said it is better for us to be givers than for us to be people that are receivers of blessings. Amen? How many of you want to be better? Somebody say, I want to be better. You know, I, I just don't want to be enough. I want to be better. It's not, I, I don't want to live on the minimum requirement of being a Christian. I want to live on a higher scale. I want to be a better Christian. Amen? I want to be a, on a higher level. I cannot live on the same level that I lived in and I was happy with and I was satisfied with. I want to live on a better scale this year. Amen. Last week we learned something very powerful. How many of you remember this? That you have the power to put God into a debt. Wow, isn't that crazy? Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17. The Bible says, If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and not the poor, but He will repay you. That is very powerful because, you know, when you give to a man of God, you receive according to the anointing or the portion or the word that is upon that man of God right according to the measure that that man of God is carrying that is the measure that you receive but when you give to the poor you're not even giving to a man of God you're giving directly to God you're receiving your you're receiving is going to be according to the measure of what God carries upon himself your man of God may have limitations but our God is a God who has no limitations come on now that's what the Bible says. It says, if you help the poor, you are actually lending to the Lord. And the Lord is the one who is going to repay us. Amen. This morning, I want to go a little further. And we've already touched on this slightly. It is the principle of sowing and reaping. Okay, the Bible talks about this in the book of Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Let's read it out together. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man or a woman sows, this he or she will also reap. Whatever you sow, whatever you plant, whatever you are 
willing to let go whatever you're willing to give is what you will receive whatever whatever you know when i when i was growing up my mom used to ask me every time i would go and tell her i need money for this i need money for that she would ask me this question does the money grow on trees yeah my bible says that it does it depends on if you are sowing money then you're going to reap money because whatever you sow is what you reap if you're going to sow money you're going to reap money if you're going to sow a lot of prayers you're going to reap a lot of prayers if you're going to sow a lot of good food you're going to reap a lot of good food if you're going to sow clothes you're going to reap clothes whatever you sow it will come back to you because that is the whole principle of sowing and reaping amen the next story that i want to tell you about this is from the book of genesis chapter 26 and verse 12 this is speaking about isaac it says isaac what did he do he planted his crops that year see isaac was an already blessed man isaac was not poor isaac was not needy isaac had a rich father and he had inherited riches from his father so much so that he did, he didn't need to plant anything he didn't need to work again he didn't need to be a employer employee to anybody or to work at all he can live on the riches that his father has earned for him but still the bible says that particular year isaac decided it is not enough for me to enjoy what i already have I need to be a faithful steward of what I already have. And the best way to be a faithful and a good steward is to take a risk and to sow this into the ground. How many of you know the parable of the talents? Do you remember the parable of the talents? The king gave five talents to one guy, two to another, and one to the third person. What was the excuse that the third person gave? He said, hey, I had a fear that if I sow this one talent or if I invest this one talent, what if I lose this? What if it doesn't come back? You know, so what did he do? He just hid it. He just tried to save it up. And the Bible says the king was really upset with him. The other two guys that, that took the risk of investing, of of planting or sowing whatever they had they came out with big returns they came out with double amen but the guy that was living with fear the guy that was content with that one talent the guy that said hey you know what i am happy where i am i'm glad god has blessed me and i'm happy where i am i'll, I'll just stay rooted here you know what happened to him god was really upset because he was not a good steward of what was given to him is there something that God has given to you this season? How can you steward it well? It is by multiplying it. And how do you multiply it? It is by sowing. It is by giving it away. It is by planting it. Amen. And the Bible says that Isaac, although he was a rich man already, he planted his crops that year. He planted his crops. You know, several times we are praying for harvest without planting. 
we are praying for God to bless something without having done our part of working hard, of having, you know, done our job of sowing and, 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 and giving and investing in the right places. Amen. And that is why we don't see the harvest. Even if God would send rain from heaven, how will there be harvest if there is no seed in the ground? Come on now. Is anybody catching what I'm telling you this morning? The Lord is inviting our church to a place where we become intentional at sowing. Intentional at sowing. See, sowing is different from all other types of giving. Because sowing is something that will take a period, a season to come back to you. It is not going to happen overnight. It is not like going and buying a, a, a food from a store where you pay the money and you get immediate returns. It is not like, you know, you're, you're, you're paying tithe in the church where you are taught the word of God and you're the member of the church. It's not like that. Sowing seeds is something that you do with a long-term perspective. You are, you're not looking at immediate gratification. Ask any farmer about this. You're not looking about how I'm going to eat tonight. You're not looking at how we're going to live, uh, live for the next one week. You're willing to give away your luxury for in this season so that you can live luxuriously in the next season of life. That is what sowing is all about. And the Bible says, although Isaac had plenty for himself, Isaac decided, I'm not going to keep it for myself. I'm going to sow it. And as he planted his crops, the Bible says, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. I'm going to be prophesying throughout this morning's service. Are you ready for this? May you receive a hundredfold of everything that you sow in this season. A hundredfold, a hundredfold in the mighty name of Jesus. Why? It says, for the Lord blessed him. Not, not because of the eloquency of his work or the way that he did something. It's because the Lord blessed him. When the Lord favored him, when the Lord stood by his side, there was a hundred percent turnover, a hundred percent result. See, if the Lord wouldn't bless him, he can still have a turnover, but it may not be hundred percent. It will be just enough to, you know, do what you have done. But when you are favored by the Lord, when the Lord comes and holds your hand, when you are about to do something, when you are about to give and invest or, or put your money somewhere and the Lord places his hands along with you, man, you're a blessed man. Because after that, you are going to see a hundred person result. A hundred person result. Somebody scream this out. A hundred person result. 10 out of 10, I will make money. I will not lose a single percent of my investments. The amplified version of the same verse, it says it like this, the, that Isaac planted, come on loudly, I, I like that word, seed. Isaac planted, one more time, Isaac planted, seed. It's not just that he just planted crops. You know that you can't, you can't plant mango, you have to plant the sapling, the, the seed of the, of the tree. Amen. And that's what he did. Isaac was very intentional at, at, at bringing all his seeds together. And what did he do? He, he planted the seed in the land as a farmer. 
you know, I mean, Isaac could have had several other better titles, but the Bible calls him a farmer. And I pray that the Lord will raise some farmers in this house this season. I pray that the Lord will cause some of us to farm, to, to sow, to plant seeds in this season. Are you ready for the next word? You will not have to wait for 2021. The Lord says what you have been waiting for, it will come in 2020. Because this is the year of gatherings, they say the Lord. This is the year of gathering. This is the year of bringing together all your harvest. This is the year of coming together and, 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 and receiving everything, every single thing. You shall not miss out on one person. Come on. This year, you wouldn't have to wait for another 10 years to see your breakthrough. You wouldn't have to wait for another season to change. This year, this season, you will see your breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. And it says in the same year, a hundred times as much as he had planted and the Lord blessed and favored him. Amen. Give me verse 13 of Genesis chapter 26. It says, he became a very rich man see what did he do the bible in the previous verse it says that he he became a farmer in the next line it says he became a very rich man usually you don't expect farmers and rich people to be the same right you expect farmers to be poor and you expect rich rich people to be the ones that don't really do much work and they just get everybody else to do their work and they're ordering people around and they're running their own thing. That's what you expect rich people to be. The Bible says, but no, no, no. Isaac was a farmer that was in, intentional in planting seeds. And that is why the Bible says that he became a, a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow continued to grow in other words it was not just a, a one-stop thing that okay the harvest came and the wealth and 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 he had enough money no it says that the wealth continued to grow that is the power of sowing seeds that is the power of sowing seeds that's the power of being intentional at sowing seeds you know and see i'll, I'll explain this to you when you sow seeds it's not like how we plant trees on the side of the road you know how we plant trees we we go we find a location and we put one seed and then every day we go and you know water it that's not how the farmers sow seeds they have like you know a, like their handful of seeds and they just they just begin to fling it all around that's why jesus said some of them fell on the footpath some of them fell on the rock some of them fell among thorns and thistles and a few of them fell among good ground amen i'll talk about that today how you and i we need to be people that are willing to fling our seeds all around the place all around the place not every seed is going to fall on good ground that's for sure don't worry about it but we have to be a, a farmer that is intentional at sowing seeds intentional at flinging seeds intentional at, at just blessing people and, and sowing into people and, and investing into people and when we do that the Bible says that we have a biblical mandate to become rich and for our wealth to continue to grow 
our wealth to continue to grow our wealth to continue to grow there will not be a poor person in our church nobody in this church will be poor your wealth will continually and constantly grow your wealth will continually and constantly increase when people look at you they should feel jealous about you if they don't feel jealous about you you're not rich enough come on now give me the next verse i'll tell you this is the mark of real riches come on the bible says he acquired so many hondas and mercedes and i don't know what is these things but you know so many restaurants and all of that and servants so many employees that the philistines the philistines were the ones among whom he lived he lived in the in a philistine nation his people group or the people the nation that he was living in they became jealous of him in fact they started fighting him they started covering the wells that his father had dug that is how much god blessed him that is a sign that you are rich when people become jealous of you don't try to you know become sad about it or feel hurt about it just say wow i'm making it i'm going somewhere I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm 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 going the same direction that my father Isaac traveled in. I'm I'm going to be rich. I'm already rich and I'm, I'm my wealth will continue to grow. Amen. So, let me teach you this principle a little more. Are you okay with this? So far so good? Is this uncomfortable for any of you? Okay. Everybody wants to be rich, eh? It's going to be hard though. I'm I'm going to press the harder buttons now, you know. I, you know, if you're willing to take this then, you know, of course the Lord will make you rich. Amen. Amen. Come on, give me the next verse. It says in uh, Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. It says, "While the earth remains, everybody say while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer day and night shall not cease god is making a covenant with noah saying saying as long as the earth remains there is going to be seed time and there is going to be harvest see something phenomenal happened during the days of noah It is that God destroyed the whole world. Forty days and forty nights, there was rain. There was no mark of day and night because clouds came and covered everything, and the the flood gates of heaven was opened up. And forty days, forty nights, there was absolutely no track of if this is a day or a night. But after that, another few months, they were continually living in the boat, living on the ark. And after that, they continued to wait till the place became dry. and the ark actually came and settled in one place and all that entire season of life the earth came to a standstill there was no seed time or harvest there was no clue of if there is if this is a cold season or hot season there was no clue of if this is winter or summer if this is a day or night and god said noah I'm making a new covenant with you because you have found favor in my sight and I'm making a covenant with you for the sake of all those thousands and millions of people that are going to come after you 
all those people in BRC that are listening to this word this morning, God made a covenant for you. What is the covenant God made? God said, as long as the earth remains. God is not saying as long as your nation's economy is doing well. God is not saying as long as recession doesn't hit. You know, see, we, we are so moved by the economy around us. We are so moved by the pay grade and all those things that is happening in our nation, all the, all the economic crisis and challenges that we think that, hey, this is going to affect me big time. No, 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 not for a child of God. We are not blessed because our financial finance minister made some good decisions. We are blessed because my, my God, he made a covenant with me. He said, as long as earth remains, as long as earth remains, is the earth still there? Come on church. Is the earth still around? If the earth is still around, my season of harvest is also around. All that I have to do is be intentional at sowing seeds. Intentional at sowing seeds because there is going to be seed time and there is going to be a harvest. This is a covenant God made with us. And He is a covenant keeping God. He is Yahweh. He is a covenant keeping God. Political leaders may make covenants or promises which they don't keep. Your spouses or your parents may promise you something that they may not be able to keep. But my God, He will never break His promise. He is not a man that lies. If He has said that after a seed time there is going to be a harvest time, then it is going to be so. Amen. Give me the next scripture. It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 2. It says there is a time for everything on the earth. Everything. There is a time. What, is it? what does the Bible say? For everything there is a time. This scripture. It says there is a time to be born and there is a time to die. And it says there is a time to plant or to sow and there is a time to harvest are you understanding what I'm saying it's talking about how there is a season it's necessary because God said in his word that there is going to be seed time and harvest God is also saying there is a season where we have to be intentional at sowing seeds intentional at sowing seeds now I like the fact that these two statements come hand in hand it says There is a time to die and to be born and there is a time to sow and to reap. Because sometimes sowing requires you to die. Sowing is not giving somebody money and keeping an account of it. So what did you do with that? Where did you spend it? You know, who did you hang out with? Which restaurant did you eat at? That's not called sowing. That's not sowing. Sowing is you letting go of it. Where you have no more interest in this money. Yes, you are attached to this. You love this. But you are you're sowing it. And you are saying, someday it shall come back. I am willing to die to this. This is a seed that I am willing to let go. I am going to give. And I am not going to worry about when it comes back. My interest in this person or in this thing. Or in this resource is dead. What do we do? You know, why is it that people cry the loudest or the most when they are traveling from their home to the burial ground to to bury that person? Because they know after you bury, this is it. This is it. 
till you bury you at least have the chance of raising this guy back from dead but after you bury this is it there is no turning back and 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 that that is why once you once you let the person once you bury the person you've said man it's done it's it's over that chapter of my life is over and i believe that some of you are going to sow seeds like that this season i believe that some of you are going to give radically like that this season where you're not going to be attached to your giving away the problem with lot's wife was that she was so attached to her sodom and gomora that even though she gave she had her back towards it she 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 just wanted to get one more look at their instagram feed she just wanted to see one more look to see hey which restaurant are they hanging out at she just wanted to have some control over where her possessions were some control even if i can't enjoy it can i at least look at it can you please wear that shirt often to church so i can admire how good my gift to you was why did you get so hurt like did you did it pinch you that everybody became quiet at that we have to die to our seeds we have to let go of our seeds that is when it is powerful give me the next scripture this is the book of john chapter 12 and verse 24 are you ready for this very powerful scripture very powerful scripture ready i tell you the truth unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and so it's not enough that it, it is sown it is not enough that it is planted once it's planted you have to wait till it dies if it doesn't die if it's still alive if you're still in touch with that seed then it's not a real seed you have to let go of that seed you have to be willing to disconnect from that seed and once it dies the bible says until the time it does not die it remains alone but the moment it dies that seed carries the power to birth life it says but its death somebody say its death will produce many new kernels a plentiful harvest of new lives amen so one seed one seed one seed everybody say one seed one seed that is intentionally sown and disconnected from that you have died to that you don't have any more authority over you have let gone off it has the power to produce life <clears throat> it has the power to produce life it has the power to give birth to new seeds it has the power to multiply and give birth in, f- in fact if you read john chapter 12 you will understand that this is speaking in the context of Jesus who is about to die. Now when he dies his death is going to bring forth many people. That when Jesus dies it will bring a harvest of so many people coming to Jesus. Amen. Can I give you one more scripture that's going to shock you? Our entire salvation is based on seed time and harvest. Our entire salvation if it was not for sowing a seed we will not be saved. Let me read the scripture for you. The book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. Are you ready? God is speaking this to the serpent. Okay? And I pray that this will be prophetic for some of you. Okay? Let's read this out. I will put enmity or open hostility between you and the woman. What is, what is God saying? 
I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman. Let me explain what is a woman. A woman is a person who can or has the capacity to produce seed. Has the capacity to reproduce. Has the capacity to give birth, to carry life. Is that what a woman is? Come on now. Okay. So the Bible says, God is speaking to the serpent. God is speaking to the devil. And he's saying, I am going to put an enmity between you and everybody in BRC that carries a potential to plant a seed or to bear a seed or to reproduce a seed. Each and every one of them who are going to be sowers, who are going to be givers in BRC. What is God saying? Read it out with me once again. I will put enmity or open hostility between you and the woman. Who is you? The serpent or the enemy. Come on, are you still with me? And who is the woman? A woman is anybody that is able to reproduce. Anybody that is able to put a seed. There is a woman, right? And let me tell you, this season, just like Isaac attracted the wrath and the jealousy of the enemy, you are going to attract enemies. Your increase, your growth, your willingness to let the Lord bless you, your willingness to reproduce, your willingness to sow seeds. Okay, the Bible says, I will put enmity or open hostility between you and the woman so 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 this is what god is saying because you're willing to sow seeds you are automatically going to attract enemies this season the enemy the the devil is going to be after you you like it or not i know this is the year of gathering but he's going to go crazy trying to sow tears he's going to go crazy trying to uh, you know put his own agenda into your agenda. He's going to try everything possible to try and distract you, divert you. He is going to work hard because there's going to be an enmity between you and the woman. That's what God told the enemy. Amen. But, but the next line is very important. Are you ready for this? It says, not just between you and the enemy, but between your seed and her seed who is her here the woman right okay now we know that this is a prophecy about jesus everybody knows that yeah this is a prophecy about how jesus will come and he will be victorious jesus will be born of woman and he will crush the head of satan right that's what this is about but this morning i'm teaching about seed and harvest right it, it says between your seed that is your giving and the enemy's seed that is all the tears that he sows into your life all the challenges all the problems that he brings into your life all the people that he brings into your life between the both of them the lord says there will be an enmity when the enemy is trying to attack you with a problem with a sickness with a disease you can't go and just say i'm going to overcome the enemy by praying it doesn't say you will just there is an enmity between your prayer and the enemy's seed. It says, there is an enmity between your seed and the enemy's seed. You understand what I'm trying to say this morning? Come on. 
Are you able to connect the dots? There is an enmity between you and the say and, and the serpent, and there is an enmity between your seed and the enemy's seed. Are you ready for the next part? This is going to be prophetic about each and every one of you giving this season. The Bible says, but you, your seed will fatally bruise the head of serpent and you shall only bruise his seal. Now, who is this talking about? This is talking about Jesus, how Jesus, who is the seed of woman, would crush the head of Satan and how Satan would, you know, bruise the heel of Jesus by crucifying Jesus on the cross. That was a very excruciating, painful death that he experienced. Now, in this season, if we are willing to die, if we are willing to sow, if we are willing to go through that painful emotion of letting go of things, of burying and letting it remain buried till it dies, the Lord says, yes, it will hurt you because it will be like the enemy is hurting your heels. But tell me about this, because your heels are hurt, has anybody died? No. But your heels, the moment it is hurt, it will become so powerful that you will be able to crush the head of the enemy. That's what the Bible says. It says, he shall fatally bruise your head and you shall only bruise his heel. Now, this season, don't be discouraged when the enemy begins to bruise your heel. This season, don't give up your giving. Don't give up your sowing seeds when you find tiny losses here and there. Because the enemy is going to do everything possible to bruise your heel. Because there is an enmity. You remember? Not just between you and him, but between your seed and his seed. That is why the enemy tried his best to corrupt, uh, you know, human kind and and he tried his best to kill Jesus he tried his best to kill all the boy children when Jesus was born because he wanted to make sure to destroy that seed but the Lord says no 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 if you are a person who is willing to bear this seed willing to bury this seed willing to let the enemy hurt you a little bit then you will have the authority to crush his head and fatally crush his head and the victories that you win in your lifetime what the victories that you bring about for your family and for your church and for your businesses and for your you know for for in your area of expertise and generations later people will be blessed because of that why because you are going to fatally fatally crush the head of the enemy that is after your seed that is after your seed that is after your seed see the enemy is not scared of your church attendance the enemy is not scared of how, you, how high you can jump in church, but he's scared of your seed. Because there is an enmity between your seed and his seed. He's scared of your seed because he knows that your seed, not you, it doesn't say the woman will crush. Who says? It says your seed will crush the head of the, of the serpent's seed. Amen. Now tell me, are you willing to become rich? Because it's going to take a little bit of bruising. It's going to take a lot of dying. It's going to take a lot of letting go. 
is going to take a lot of saying okay i have no interest in this money i have no interest in this person i have no interest in this thing i'm willing to sow this i'm willing to give it away as hurtful as it is i'm going to give it away if you're going to do that i'm telling you something great is coming for you something huge is coming for you amen let's go to the next scripture this is second corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6 the bible says remember this how many of you are farmers in this place come on if you are a sower then you are a farmer amen come on scream it out i'm a farmer look at your neighbor and say you are a farmer and 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 tell the other person this is a farming church this is a church that loves farming yeah that is why we're going to be rich amen that is why we're going to make a lot of money and our money will continue to grow the bible says remember this a farmer who plants only a a few seeds will get a small crop remember i told you the example of of sowing seeds by the roadside you know to get one tree to come but that's not how a farmer sows a farmer does not sow like that a occasional guy who wants to post on instagram saying look at this i have planted a tree today they sow seeds like that but a farmer doesn't take an instagram photo of every seed he has sown he just goes crazy he just he just takes that's why the bible says any farmer in this place who's going to try and sow a few seeds here and there will only get a, a small crop but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop is this a generous church or not this is a church that is going to give generously is this a church that is going to sow generously that is going to invest generously that is going to give generously that is going to give radically amen the bible says the next verse verse 7 second corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 very famous verse the bible says you must each decide in your heart how much to give you know we read this verse earlier during the series but the context to it is this that you are a farmer the more you sow the more you reap the less you sow the less you reap so remembering that in your mind now you should determine in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure why because god loves a cheerful giver amen the next verse it says in verse 8 and god will generously provide all that you need then you will always have everything that you need and plenty left over to share with others when 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 you are a generous sower what will happen god will provide for all that you need and you will have plenty left over to share with others Isn't that beautiful? The next line verse 9 it says as the scriptures say they share freely and give generously to the poor their good deeds will be remembered forever. Amen. Are we a church that our good deeds will be remembered forever? All eternity they will be talking about how much we gave generously and freely. Freely. Come on say it loudly. Freely. Freely. And generously. Let's read the next verse very powerful scripture. It says for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then 
Somebody say, and then. The first thing that God gives you is your seed. Don't mistake it as your bread. Don't go happy home and say, wow, McDonald's. I need to get me a suit right now and, and go. No, no, no. That, that's not supposed to be your bread. That's supposed to be a seed. That is supposed to go into somebody else's closet. The first thing that God gives you is, see, are you a farmer? Come on, talk to me. Are you a farmer? Yes. yes. So if you are a farmer, the Bible says, this is how God works with farmers. He gives them seed first. If you are praying this morning saying, God, I, I really want to obey all this. But I don't know how to do it. I, I don't have money. I'm telling you, you identify yourself as a farmer. God will begin to give you seeds. It doesn't say you, it, it doesn't it doesn't doesn't even say that you have to work a lot and and get money, earn money, and then you give. No, no, no. It, it says God will provide your seed. God will give you seed. So when God gives you something, don't take it as an opportunity to take it and enjoy and celebrate and throw a party. No, no, no. That is a seed. Talk to your neighbor, say, don't eat your seed. Don't party with your seed. You better sow your seed. What does the Bible say? For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer. And then, everybody say, and then. He gives bread to eat. Isn't that beautiful? Come on. The next line of the same verse. In the same way, he will provide, come on, lift up your hands and receive this blessing. Come on, one, two, three, go. In the same way, he will provide and increase my resources. Read it loudly. He will provide and increase my resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in me. One more time. In the same way, he will provide and increase my resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in me. Amen. First is my seed, then is my bread. But wait a minute, here it says, first God will give me the seed and then it's a harvest of luxury. No, it says a harvest of enjoyment. No, harvest of? So even when I harvest, the bread that God gives me later, that is also to give away. Oh my God, Pastor, what are you talking about? You know, it's not saying a harvest of luxurious living. Ah, you will live luxuriously. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You have to, because if you're going to be giving like this, you better live luxuriously. God has to make you live above your uh, colleagues and above your peers and above your family members. You are going to live luxuriously. There's no doubt about it. But that is not the goal. The goal is to reach a place where there is a harvest of generosity. Where you are willing to sow the bread also. See, we, we can become businessmen with God and say we will sow the seed and eat the bread. But God is saying no. Can you do that also? Can you give the bread away also? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll share this. Give me the next verse. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1. Read it out with me. What does it say? <laughs> does it say cast your seed? What does it say? Somebody say ouch. 
This is getting harder to do. Seed I can understand. But when God does bless me, isn't that for me? Isn't that for my enjoyment? Do I have to throw the bread also away? The Bible says, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You have no idea where you're headed to, my friend. You're going to go crazy if you learn this principle. It's not just to sow the seed. If you're going to even cast your bread upon the waters, what does the Bible say? For you will find it after many days. I mean, come on. Tell me about this. If you throw bread on flowing water, how will you ever find it? And this is a day when the guy is writing it. He's writing in a time when there is no aeroplane. You cannot fly from, you know, Bangalore to Dubai and go to the beach there. Is there a beach in Dubai? I'm not sure. Yeah, there is. Okay. And go to the beach there and find the, you know, thing floated there. No, that's, that's not how it... That's not the time that he's talking about. He's talking about a time when, you know, where you are standing, that water will bring it back to you. That's naturally not possible. God says it will happen to you. You cast your bread upon the waters. It's going to take an act of faith to cast your bread upon the waters. It's easy to cast your seeds. But this season, our church is a church which is going to give radically, not just give. See, this is where we stand out from everybody else. We cannot just be givers. We have to be radical givers. We are not satisfied by giving the seed. We have to go ahead and above and beyond and we begin to sow our bread also. And the Bible says when we do that, it will come back to you. Give me the verse in NLT version. It says, send your grain across the seas. Some of you that paid and sponsored and and helped the ministry that we do in Africa, in other parts of the world, you know what you're doing? You're sending your bread across the seas. You're sending your bread across the world. And what does the Bible say? And in time, prophets, come on, somebody say prophets, prophets. will flow back to you. And you may be wondering why, where is this coming from? What did I do now? You had no idea that this is coming from 2016 or 2015 or 2014. Something that you did back then is going to come back to you. Prophets will flow back to you. When you send your bread, you send your seed across the seas, across nations, across ministries, across denominations, across religious barriers. It doesn't matter. You, you, you be a flinger of seeds. Don't pick and say, oh, wait, wait, wait. I like Sijo, so I'll, I'll throw one seed on him. Uh, Pinky, uh, I don't like her dressing sense, so I'll, I'll skip Pinky. I'll go to Divya. You know, you cannot do that. You know, that's not how farmers throw seed. He's not worried about his seed getting wasted on, on, on between thorns and thistles. He's like, I'm a farmer and this is my job. And I know that in time, it will come back. Prophets will come back to me. Amen. So cast your bread. Throw your seeds upon the waters. Throw your seed. Just, just, just fling your seeds all around. Verse 2. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 2. It says, but divide your investments. Everybody say investments. In other words, the Bible is calling your seed or your bread that you're willing to give away or you throw. What does the Bible call it? All businessmen will understand this term, right? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. See, if you don't understand the farming language of sowing, you'll understand investing. And, and you're investing into a good business. You're investing into a business that's definitely going to yield profit. A hundred times profit. Amen. The Bible says, but divide your investments. You know, several times when you ask me about your questions of, should I divide my tithe? 
You know, we, we spoke about how tithe is not something that you give to sow. Tithe is something that you give as because you're receiving something. You're already receiving. It's like a payment for a service. I mean, I, it's not like you'll not get to hear the sermons here in church if you don't pay tithe. That's not the point. But the Bible says, so that there can be food in my house, you bring your tithe. So if you have to eat food, you have to give your tithe. This is different from that. But you, when you sow seeds, you don't have to concentrate all your seed on one person or one place. Every businessman will tell you this. You don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? You don't put all your money on one business. You, you fling your seed. Like, like this businessman, like this farmer in, in the book of Matthew, he threw the seed all over. On hard ground, good ground, thorns and thistles and rock everywhere. He just threw it. says, divide your investments among many places for you do not know what risks might, be, might lie ahead. So what is God telling us to do? God is saying, go crazy. Don't, don't just you know, invest into one person or one church or one ministry. Or Hey, when you're sowing seeds, you go crazy. Because you know that someday, somewhere, it is going to come back to you. That it is not going to go waste. Amen. The Bible says in verse 3, okay, verse 4, we'll skip verse 3. It says, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. Are you a farmer? Don't wait for the perfect weather. Don't wait for the perfect seed. Don't wait for the perfect person to sow that seed into. Don't wait for the perfect climate. No, no, no. A farmer has to be a farmer who is willing to sow in every season. It doesn't matter if this is a season to, uh, you know, sow or to reap. Even in my reaping season, when I reap my bread, I will even sow my bread. I will even throw my bread on the waters. Amen. That's the farmer. It says, and if they watch every cloud, they will never harvest. Come on, we got to be a different church. We got to be a church that is going to live on the edge. We are not worried about where our food tomorrow will come from. We, we are just worried about this one thing. We have to be farmers who are radical givers. Radical sowers. Amen. And, and in time, the prophets will come back to me. Verse 5, it says, Just as you cannot understand. You may say, Pastor, this doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? It will come back to me. Explain to me logically, how does it work? Give me examples and you know, prove this, how this works. I can't, sorry. It says, just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb, so you cannot understand this, this activity of God. This is an activity of God. Do you believe this? This is an activity of God. He says, hey, wait, wait. you can try your best to understand this. It's foolish. What you can do is you can obey this. Just fling your seeds wherever you go. Just throw your investments all around. Amen? And it says, because it's, the, it's God who does all things. Verse 6. Are you ready for verse 6? Very powerful scripture. Come on. Read it out loud. It says, in the morning, what do you got to do? Plant your seed in the morning and then keep busy all afternoon and you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another or maybe both. 
it says this is what you got to do you got to plant your seed in the morning and then be busy in the next season when there is a harvest when there is when you get bread get busy at working that bread also and you never know where will your profit come from it may come from the planting or it may come from your harvesting or it may come from both of it put together don't try to put your head around this to try to understand how this works but it works come on now do you believe this this is god's word come on am i teaching you my theology please feel free to correct me if at any point if you feel that i'm pushing my belief system on you please feel free to correct me i and you don't even have to wait till i finish you can stop me now and and tell me i'm taking it out of context or whatever you know and we'll have a study on this no problem but i'm just teaching you what is in the word of god the bible says fling your seeds throw your seeds divide your investments put it on all types of grounds because you may get it from here or you may get it from there or you may get it from both places let me say this you will get it from both places in jesus name you will not miss out on a single investment that you make you will not miss out on a single investment that you make in the name of jesus amen give me the next scripture first corinthians chapter 3 and verse 7 what does it say it's not important who does the planting or who does the watering what is more important that it is god who makes the seed grow so it's not important how much where all all of that you know it's important how how generously you will give it's not important how to to on which ground you sow and where when you're sowing seeds just become radical at sowing seeds because god knows how to make your seed grow because it's god who makes the seed grow it's it's god who 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 gives life in when that seed is dead and buried in the ground amen and that scripture psalm 126 verse 5 are you ready for this those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy in other words when you plant you may have to cry why because you you're planting the only meal that you've got left do you think it was easy for the widow of zarephath to give that last meal to elijah he's she's not even giving her meal she's giving the meal that you know her only son is supposed to eat she's giving that meal to the prophet do you think she did it happily she would have done it cheerfully when she saw elijah at least but she would have definitely cried over that roti she would have definitely had her tears all over that food the bible says but those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy i prophesy that this season you will have a lot of joy and you will have a lot of noise in your houses you will have a lot of shouts in your houses your season of weeping your season of tears is going to be overloaded overtaken overwhelmed overlapped by your season of shouting for joy because if because the lord sees how much you have planted in tears the lord says i am going to give you a season where you are going to reap you are going to harvest with shouts of joy the next line it says and those who weep while they give me the next verse verse it they weep as they go to plant their seed but they sing as they return with their harvest amen it's okay to weep it's okay to cry 
I'm not saying give with grudges in your heart, but I'm I'm saying it's okay to let it hurt you. you no know, when it gives, it's okay to let it hurt you. It's okay to you know, let it go and 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 it it pain you. When it does pain you, man, I'm telling you, the measure of joy that you will have when you are harvesting your fruit it's going to be crazy nobody will be able to control you nobody will have to come and tell you come on clap your hands sisters no you are you 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 going to be unstoppable in your worship you're going to be unstoppable in your love for god amen when you sow your seed in the right time and the seasons okay the lord says the rain and snow will come down from heaven and stay on the ground to water the earth they will cause the grain to grow producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry well, how will this happen the rain and the snow from heaven will come down we read that first corinthians chapter 3 it doesn't matter who is planting and who is watering because god is the one who is going to make it grow and the lord says that from heaven there is a portion that is coming from heaven there is a rain and a snow that is coming upon each and every one of your seed right now if you believe it receive it in your spirit the lord is releasing that rain and the lord is releasing that snow that will come upon every grain every rupee every penny that you own every penny that you're willing to invest and sow and and give away The Lord says there is rain and snow from heaven that is going to come not just from the clouds but from heaven that is going to come and that is going to cause your seed to grow and giving you increased seed and 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 will give you bread amen not just seed but also bread amen verse 11 it says it is the same with my word everybody say my word god is saying that my word once i speak it i don't take it back i'm not a man that lies it says it is the same with my word i send it out and it always produces fruit this morning do you believe that god's word has come then it will produce fruit it is going to produce fruit it says it will accomplish all that i wanted to everything that it, that god wants it to accomplish it is going to accomplish and it will prosper everywhere i send it do you believe that god's word is going to come and prosper in your house that god's word is going to prosper in your business that god's word is going to prosper i'm not saying that your money is going to prosper god's word is going to prosper in your home God's word is going to prosper in your life. God's word is going to prosper wherever you have planted a seed. Because that's that's what the Bible says, verse 12 it says, you will live in joy and peace. Every every woman in this house that is willing to sow a seed, that has a seed in her womb. The Lord says you will live in joy and peace. the mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands the last verse it says where once there were thorns cypress trees will grow where nettles grew myrtles will sprout up these events will bring great honor to the lord's name they will be an everlasting sign of his power and his love amen go back 
put Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10, 11, 12, 13 on some of your phones or screens and, and begin to declare this over your life. Because the Lord says this is a season where He's going to give you growth. When I, when I, I heard this scripture in the spirit, other things several times I, you know, I, I have prepared and I have, you know, planned. But this scripture, I received it in my spirit and I'm telling you, you should not miss this scripture. This is a prophetic word over every person in this place who is sowing seeds. The Lord is saying where there were thorns, where there were hurting situations, cypress trees are going to grow. Where, where things will not sprout up, myrtles are going to sprout up there. And this is going to bring great honor to the Lord. And this will be an everlasting sign of His power and His love over you. Let's read the next statement out loud. One, two, three, go. Okay. The pain, the hurt, and the tears that I experience in giving will lead to abundant joy and glory in receiving. Amen? Do you really believe this? Once again, let's say it out loud. The pain, the hurt, and the tears that I experience in my giving will lead to abundant joy and glory in my receiving. One more time. Say it like you really mean it. Okay? The pain, the hurt, and the tears that I experience in giving will lead to abundant joy and glory in receiving. Come on, lift your hands. Father, I pray that you would bless every seed investors in this house, every farmers in this house that have a seed. And the ones that don't have a seed, I pray that you will release seeds into their hands this year. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be a guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website, dreamingrevival.com.